Episode 10, Steve Sanner with Jiffy Lube. Welcome to Gut Plus Science, analytics about people, insights for executives, truth you can act on. A high-energy, fast-paced, results-oriented exchange featuring employee engagement evangelist and CEO, your host, Nikki Llewellyn. Hey, it's Nikki, and we're back on Gut Plus Science. Today, we're going to be talking about the challenge of engaging lower income or entry-level workers and what this guest is doing to beat the odds. Couple of quick stats. 80% of employees will work more hours voluntarily for an empathetic employer. Plus, employees who report empathy from their leadership show 10% higher customer ratings in their business overall. So you guessed it. We're going to be learning from an empathetic leader today. Today, Steve Sanner is joining the show, a 30-plus year franchise owner, now with over 48 Jiffy Lube locations. Steve has been an entrepreneur since 1983, starting in the gourmet food business, and Steve jokes about the perfect pair being gourmet food and automobile oil. Today, Steve serves as president of Hoosier Automotive Services, a collection of Jiffy Lube locations where he focuses on growing people through work. When Steve isn't busy running a successful business, he is with his family Family are involved in the community, like Indiana Sports Corp, Indy Arts Council, or the St. Andrews Legacy. I can't wait to dive in, but let's first hear from our sponsor. Custom Concrete has been creating foundations for the finest homes, commercial buildings, and industrial facilities throughout central Indiana since 1969. Builders, contractors, and homeowners rely on our expertise because so much depends on getting it right. Our knowledge and control of all aspects of the job, from excavation to waterproofing to backfill, means that extra value is built into every project. Codes don't drive our business. Excellence does. See the difference at customconcrete.com. All right, Steve, and welcome to the show. We're so excited to learn from you today, a very seasoned entrepreneur. If you could kick us off by taking us into your world, what's the culture like at Jiffy Loop? Well, we, we have a blue collar, uh, lower wage income earning culture. So not, not a lot of our guys have gone to college. Some of them aspire to, to, to go to college and we have tuition reimbursement programs to help with that. But for the most part, it's a, it's a hardworking physical labor uh, workforce. So while they're millennials, they, they're different millennials than the ones that most people do research about and talk about all the time. Uh, I find that the I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an eternal optimist, but sometimes I get down in the dumps when I, I talk to some of our people and they seem to be all, they have a little bit of hopelessness to them. And that's one of the things we're trying to fix with our growing people through work. Yeah. And that's where this growing people through work concept and really this principle that you live by that now you're coining as a legacy comes in to be a really big deal. Um, can you break it down a little bit for our listeners who are, you know, maybe really, you know, understanding like where you're coming from with their workforce, with, with your workforce, and they can relate. What is behind growing people through work? Break that down and, and share with us how that works. Well, growing people through work was a uh, one of the founding principles of Jiffy Lube International back in 1979. Uh, uh, the founder of Jiffy Lube uh, Jim Heineman had written a small book, and that was one of his founding principles about business, was that we have the opportunity in a business like Jiffy Lube to be able to take people who maybe it's their first job, maybe they've bounced around for a while, maybe they've had a career they lost and really have fallen on 
some harder times and need to start over. And, and we have an opportunity for people like that to come in and, and learn some skills and improve their lives. It was something that really attracted my partners and I to, to Jiffy Lube when we were looking at different franchises. As you said, I was in the gourmet food business that transitioning to oil changes, but it really it, it really hit me, this growing people through work concept back then. My, my parents are school teachers. My grandmother was a school teacher. I think at some point in my life, I will teach it at some level. But that idea of being able to take people and, and help them improve themselves is, is core to to who I am as a person, and, and it's core to Jiffy Loop. So uh, it was a, it was a good match, and uh, and that's been part of the business from the beginning. I, I will tell you that we had we had some really rough years, and and I had some years where we were hanging on by our fingertips with the business. And and uh, while I'm, I've always been proud of the culture that we've had, uh, and and the the numerous people who've been with us through all the tough times that are still with us today. But we weren't able to fully commit to the program uh, the way we do now until, you know, six or seven years ago, where we, we really we recommitted ourselves to the whole concept of growing people through work. And, and it really has become a legacy. It's 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 what I want to be uh, remembered for. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I woke up one night and, and, and turned to Jennifer and said, you know, I just I just had a thought. I, I sure hope I'm not here on this planet simply to make sure the cars in central Indiana are properly lubricated. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, she said, you're not, don't worry. <laughs> well, that was just my thought of the day. But so, you know, I think we're, we're here, you know, we, we're all here to make a difference and in, in, in whatever way we can. And, and, and as I look at the future of our Jiffy Lube business, we're, we're on solid ground. The business is, is in great shape and, and it's time to, really commit to this legacy of, of helping our people become better than they were when they when they came to us. That's such great stuff. And I, I want to dive into, in each of your locations, you said you have about 400, 500 employees. And so you have different managers that are leading people and needing to adopt underneath the growing people through work concept, because that's that's what you all live by. How do you empower your managers to adopt this? And then how do they how do they pour into those people that they're managing? Can you give some examples? Well, we start the Growing People Through Work program for us starts with a three-hour seminar that I teach with our COO, Lonnie Hinkle. And we put the managers through the program first so that they knew exactly what we were going to be preaching to everybody else. And, and it's a it's three hours. We have Key Bank come in and do a financial literacy program, teaching the guys about how to make budgets, how to open up different accounts that they make available uh, that, that are free or, or at least very inexpensive for them to be able to segregate money for different reasons. And and uh, and Key Bank has a woman named Patricia Castaneda who whose job it is to be a personal banker for people like ours. So she, she comes into this meeting and, and tells them, look, how many of you have ever had a personal banker? And, and obviously it's no one. And she says, you do now. Call me anytime. I'll come visit the store. I'll come meet you wherever you want to meet. Let's make sure we get you on sound financial footing. Let's make sure we, we get your credit figured out. Let's make sure we get you on the right path financially. So that's how we kick off uh, every one of these three-hour seminars. And then we talk about how to set goals. We talk about uh, uh, how to monitor and adjust your goals. Uh, we give little rewards for anybody who hits a goal. 
could be a you know $20 gas card or an Applebee's dinner certificate. Uh, there, there's always a little gotcha, you know, little little something for uh, for anyone who reaches a goal. And then Lonnie does a 45 minute or so presentation on the the power of positive attitudes. And, and Lonnie came to us when he was a young man, come here from California to go to Lincoln Tech, and and had every intention of moving back to California. Took a job at Jiffy Lube vacuuming cars, and uh, when he graduated from Lincoln Tech. Uh, he had moved up to an assistant manager position, and he came to me. Uh, came to me and said, "Hey, I'm going back to California. That's where I've, you know, that's where I'm from. That's where my family is." I said, "Lonnie, why don't you're great. Why don't you stay here, and work work for me?" And and he goes, "Well, I got to make money. I got to get my uh, student loans paid off." I said, "Well, how about we pay your student loans off?" And that started our tuition reimbursement program. We paid his loans off, and he's become our COO. Uh, wow. He's a partner. He's, he's now a, a, a partner in probably, well, everything, every new entity we've started since he took over seven or eight years ago, he's, he's a partner in, and he's living a life beyond anything that he imagined uh, had he gone back to California. So he, he was our first and greatest success story. Wow. That is such a neat uh, example, a living story of the growing people through work. That's awesome. And it sounds like the content that you're providing is this mix of emotional intelligence um, content mixed with life skills, best practices, it's not the best practices of how to do things better inside the business necessarily all the time. This is about helping that individual be the best that they can be, a well-rounded human being. That is that's really neat. So let's talk about this concept of employee engagement for a minute. And if you look into your world, what does an engaged employee look like? Well, I think... You know, you watch someone work for 10 seconds, you can tell how engaged they are. And, and one of the things that we talk about at the Growing People Through Work seminars is that you, you have, it's up to you as an employee how good a job you're, you want to do. Now, I can't, no boss can make you be great. That's on you. And what we tell them is we have people who've worked for us for 30 years who've, who are pretty average, they, but they show up on time, they do their work, and they go home. They're not looking for a whole lot extra. They're not, they're not looking for promotions. They're, they just want a job that has a check that allows them to pay the rent and have the life that, that they're comfortable with. And so they choose to be average, above average. They're not going the extra mile. Uh, and that's a choice that they make. And, and, and we tell the guys, you're, you're welcome to make the same choice. You know, we're, we're good with that. But if you choose to be great, then it becomes my job to recognize that and reward you for it. It becomes, you know, and, and, and that's something we focus on. We, I, oh, I have a list all the time of people who our district managers and our managers tell me are doing great. And when I go into stores, I make a point of going to those people and engaging with them just to say, hey, I, I hear great things about you. Uh, and one of the one of the cool things we've done the last couple of years has been uh, surprise raises, random acts of kindness, I guess you would call them. But, you know, I'll show up at a store or Lonnie will show up at a store on purpose to, to grab someone, pull them to the side and say, hey, I want you to know I don't see you that often, but I hear you're doing great. And I'm giving you a dollar an hour raise effective today. And 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 what that does to people uh, to help them. <laughs> I mean, it's it's you get hugs. I've get people that'll start crying. Like that means so much. I, I really need the help. I was hoping someone would would notice. 
you know, I've been I've been trying so hard to do a great job. Thank you. That person is now fully engaged and we're engaged with them. You know, for the people who want to be great as a as an employer, you better notice that. You know, we tell them we'll, we will do our job. That's our job to notice if you're great and we will do our job. That's awesome. I, I love hearing about the personalized attention that you're giving to people to recognize them and reward them. I think that makes a huge impact to being part of a franchise, a large brand like Jiffy Lube. How does that affect the way that you manage your workforce? Are there certain tools that you have access to or are there protocols you follow? How, do, how does that well, Jiffy Lube, a lot of people don't know this. We try to promote this, but Jiffy Lube has the number one training program in the country, in corporate America. So from Starbucks, McDonald's, Walgreens, Ritz-Carlton, if you go to the tra- training magazine, Jiffy Lube is in the Hall of Fame because we, we were in the, if you're in the top five training companies in the country five years in a row, you, you they get you out of it so other people can get named that and they put you in the Hall of Fame. So Jiffy Lube's in the Hall of Fame because we were we were always at the top of the list for great training. What makes it so great? Give us some examples. Well, they just, they've done a really nice job corporately of incorporating computer-based training and some real structure into the system. So, you know, it's, it's, a lot of a lot of McDonald's people got into Jiffy Lube back in the 80s because it's it's similar in terms of the structure and in terms of the workforce. There's a there's a you, know, you go to McDonald's that Big Mac always has the the burger, the onions, the pickle, the ketchup, the mustard, the cheese, and you know all in order. And Jiffy Lube operates the same way. It's a team. You know we have three or four people working on the car at the same time. They all have to know what the other one's doing if we're going to get it out in 10 minutes or so. And so it's just always been a very focused company on training. You know, we're, we're unlike McDonald's, if they mess up a hamburger, they throw it in the trash. We, we can't mess up. We're dealing with, you know, $50,000 vehicles. So it's, it's been incumbent on us from the start to, to just excel at training. And it's something that, you know, it's very much a part of the fiber of the company. So it starts with, with having that kind of training support coming from corporate. Uh, underneath that though, we, we are at the forefront. We're way out in front of, of, other franchisees in terms of the programs that we're offering our people. They have a national award every year for, for people programs. And we've won it so many times, they, they joke that they should just name it the Hoosier Automotive Services Award. Hey. Uh, because I don't know how, I mean, they can't give it to us every year, but we deserve it every year. That's great. That's really, really cool to hear. And I didn't know, it's very impressive about the uh, reputation that Jiffy Lube has for the training and being in the Hall of Fame. I did do a little. We need to do a better job of, of communicating that because it, 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 it's very real. And, it, and it's our guys, you know, you go to a competitor of ours, you go to a car dealership where you think they're experts and they do. They have great mechanics at car dealerships. But the guys who are changing your oil are the ones who are scrubbing the floor and cleaning the bathroom. You know, they're, they're not they're the guys that failed the Jiffy Lube drug test. Now, they may, they may have a guy next to them who's a master technician who could work circles around any of my guys. But when it comes to changing the oil, we're head and shoulders better than anybody else. And so I was doing some research and found that you all have a very strong reputation for your high level hiring standards. Can you talk a little bit about that? Is that part of you know the franchise processes? Talk a little bit about how you're attracting talent and, and hiring. Well, I think we, we tell people right off the bat that it's a serious place to work and we're looking for the best. Uh, we do we, One of the controversial things we do, I mentioned it earlier, is we, the drug testing. is we're, we're, We are very aggressive in that. 
part of it is because we want we want people to be we, we've been doing it forever and we started it mainly because hey you know we, we can't have people who are using drugs working on customers cars but it's really become a key part of growing people through work and it's really become a key part of, of our whole uh, movement towards a higher level person uh, working at Jiffy Lube. And so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's number two on our list of 10 or 12 uh, benefits or, or programs within growing people through work is drug testing because we tell, look, you're not going to get ahead in life. If you're making $10, $12 an hour, I mean, and you're doing drugs, you're really, you're making life way harder than it needs to be. You got to stop that. You got to be serious about it. I'll work extra time. I'll, I'll come in on my day off, but I'm not, I'm not hiring somebody who's, who's using drugs. And so that's been a, uh, which makes me proud too. It does make it harder. It'd be a lot easier to hire people if, if we didn't have that standard in there. So let's stick on this theme of hard for a second and kind of pinpoint some of the areas when you think of uh, recruiting, engaging, developing, all of these different areas to make our people our best. What's your biggest challenge today? I think we, we as much as we do, I think our challenge is still fighting the perception that business owners or corporations are evil. <laughs> You know, that we're out to screw people. And, and I think that once we get through that, once, once the guys get to, to know us, once they meet their coworkers and the coworkers that explain to them, hey, this is kind of a different place. These guys, you know, we don't, we, my partners and I, we don't have expensive habits. We don't have lake houses and fancy cars. And, you know, we, we pile the money back into the business and, and uh, we take care of our people. And so as they realize that, then, then everything else gets easier. You know, it's that it's that initial challenge of how do you people who maybe have been screwed by for the last four places they worked. You know, how, how do we get them to understand this is different and not just, you know, you can say it, but you have to do it or it doesn't it doesn't take hold. All right. So, Steve, speaking into that challenge around uh, earning the trust from the very beginning so that but these employees know that you're really in it for them and um, in it for the long haul. What are some of the things you're doing from the day they start to their onboarding program to the ongoing, just like building that family feel and gaining their trust and buy-in? What are some of these tactical approaches that you're doing to, to drive that faster? Well, they, they all come to Growing People Through Work seminars the, the, within the first month they're working for us now. We've gotten through everybody else you know, in the past year or so. Our Growing People Through Work seminars are now just about all new people, although we have a few people who come back just for a refresher. But uh, so what we talk about, we give them a very clear career path. You know, here's where your starting wage is and here, here are the different places you can go. If you, if you want to get into management, here's the path. Here are the steps to go that way and make more money. If you want to become a, you know, we're now doing brakes and tires at a lot of stores. If so, if, if guys want to be more mechanical, they, there's a different path. So we, we lay out a real, there's like four different ladders they can climb to uh, to make more money. And then we talk about the bonus program that pays everybody more money, hopefully, if, if the store does well. So we, we, we make that very clear up front so that they, they can see a path forward in the short term. Some of that stuff can happen in 90 days, 180 days. And then we have the Growing People Through Work program, which has a whole bunch of different pieces to it. Things I talked about tuition reimbursement. We have a first-time home buying program for managers where we loan them up to five grand for them to ha get the down payment. That, the, that That's always 
been the hurdle for them to go from renting to buying. For the new for the new people trying to prove to them the kind of company they're working for, we have a Jiffy Lube Cares program where each of us, a lot of us in management uh, donate money out of our checks every week. I give 50 bucks. Uh, my partner gives 50. A bunch of guys give 20, 10. Some people give $2 a week. But that money goes into a Jiffy Lube Cares fund that's managed by a committee of our, our longest term district manager, our director of HR, our manager of the year each year, and our rookie manager of the year each year. So uh, they get applications from people and they give interest-free loans out. And the beauty, this thing has really taken off. We, we've donated about $45,000 uh, over the past three or four or five years. And that forty-five grand has turned into over $200,000 in loans, short-term loans out to people. You can get one the week you start if you need one. You know, it's a very real way to help our guys. Our, our guys, the stress that's created in their life by a few hundred dollars is tremendous. And they end up going to the payday loan places that charge them 500% interest or they get a they get a bad loan from some guy on the street or they or they don't pay their bills and then they get bad credit. You know, we loan up to 500 bucks. If somebody has a disaster happen, we'll, we'll give them. They don't have to pay it back. We had an assistant manager whose nine-year-old son died of the flu two years ago, and he didn't. they didn't have enough money to bury him. So we, we paid for the funeral out of the Jiffy Lube Cares Fund as a grant, not, not as a loan. Uh, we've had a, someone had their uh, uh, manufactured housing uh, community got hit by a tornado, and that was another grant we gave. Um, so, I mean, it, that Jiffy Lube Cares Fund has allowed us to, to really walk the walk in, in, in showing people that, hey, we care. And if you're in a little bit of trouble, come to us first. Don't go make the decision. Don't go, don't go make it worse by borrowing money you can't afford. We do the same thing. One of the things we found out in these classes is this, one of the big stressors our people have is the lack of reliable transportation. They're driving beat up old cars. That's all they can afford. And, and they break down. And, and if you have a wife and three kids and you're trying to and you only have you're down to one car and it just adds or you're down to no cars, it adds so much stress. We, we listen to the guys talk about that and went, hey, wait, we fix cars. So so now we have a car repair program, same as Jiffy Lube Cares. If you need repairs, we fix your car and we do it at the employee discount and we finance it for you. So you can pay it back a little bit at a time out of each paycheck. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of things we, we do. Some we want guys to be involved in the community. So. If they're, some of the most fun I ever had in my life was coaching my boys in, in football, basketball, and baseball. So we have a program where, you know, if you, if you want to donate your time to, to coach a youth sports team, we'll, we'll sponsor the team and we'll, we'll give you practice time and game time off. So you don't have to work on Saturday morning when everyone else is working. If you're coaching a team, you can, you can have Saturday off. If you have, a, if you have a tournament, you can go out of town. Uh, so we we're just trying to make it as flexible as we can and as supportive as we can to get our people to, to become part of a community and to give back. You know, we work with Gleaners Food Bank and uh, we send guys down there to volunteer. And just there's so many things you can do that our guys aren't really they wouldn't do it on their own necessarily.
but when we go as a group, they, they get a lot out of it. It sounds like you're literally hitting the development of every single piece of the life wheel. An individual, all the different areas of their life that make them whole, their, their work is one piece of that, one out of eight or 10 or 12 pieces. And then, you know, what the program is doing and really the value of like what you're doing for these employees is giving them a holistic experience of life and figuring out how Jiffy Lube can be that vehicle. It's beautiful. I wonder for the people that are listening and they're thinking like I am, there's so much creativity to the, the programs that you've implemented. Where, where do they start with gaining, getting new ideas? Like, how do you start these new ideas? Do, do employees submit these ideas? Does the leadership team get together and do retreats? Like, how, what would you recommend for how to come up with creative solutions like, like you have throughout the business? Beer helps. Uh, yeah, beer time. Uh, no, I mean, in all seriousness, we, 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 uh, we don't have any formal, you know, we don't do a retreat to figure out what's going to be good. We just listen to what our people are saying. We, we ask questions. When, when you engage, when you care, you, you hear things. I mean, the, the whole car repair thing came from them. Not, not, that was something we hadn't thought about. You know, we, we had a we, we had guys who we have a woman in the office who likes to do backpacks for veterans on Christmas, uh, homeless veterans. And, and OK, hey, let's get involved with that. So now we have a group of guys that help with that. And we, we sponsor that. And so a lot of it just comes. I, I think you just have to listen to your people. You have to you have to ask the questions and then you have to listen to the answers. And since you're spread out, you have different stores, different managers, different teams, crews. How do you communicate effectively to make sure that everybody's on the same page with these programs? That's a great question. That's the that's the biggest question because I struggle with that. I get frustrated because as, as great as I can make this program sound, it doesn't happen everywhere because the communication and the and, and because the the managers, some managers aren't in the right mental space themselves to be. A, you know, they have their so many stresses themselves that they're not understanding yet that, hey, some of my stresses will go away if I help those guys get their stresses taken care of. And, and, and that's, you know, that that's the connection we keep working on. The communication is brutal. Uh, we're, we're trying to find, we're constantly in, in, in search of better ways to communicate. We, we do a lot, but, but it doesn't always get through. And that gets really frustrating from, from my standpoint, because, you know, one, like one example, we have at the, at the Grown People Through Work initial seminar, we ask guys to write down goals that they have to share with us. And if, they, if they're willing to share them with us, Lonnie has a spreadsheet. He probably has 3,000 different goals on the spreadsheet right now. And, and we tell guys, whenever you hit a goal, let us know and we'll send you a little attaboy. Well, that list goes to the district managers and to the managers. And so they know what goals their people shared at, at our seminar. And yet I'll go in and say, hey, tell me what his goals are. And they, they won't not, like they aren't they aren't some guys aren't just aren't engaging in, in that process to help their, their own people you know, step up. So that's that's one of our big challenges. We I think we have a great framework. I think we have a great umbrella, but it's down on the street level where, you know, we have 48 locations. And right now, I, I, you know, I think half of them are doing a great job and, and a quarter of them are doing OK and a quarter of them are failing pretty miserably at, at this point part of the of the relationship with our people. Steve, this has been a truly enjoyable time. I'm going to take a quick break for our sponsor and come back and ask you what we call the lightning round, just to learn a little bit more about you, just really quick uh, questions and answers. So we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
LHD is a full-service employee benefits firm that empowers their clients to make the best possible decisions for their employees, to define optimal objectives, monitor outcomes, improve health, and engage and advocate for employees and their loved ones. Visit LHDbenefits.com. All right, Steve, welcome back. So this is our section where, like I said, I'm just going to ask you a couple of quick questions. You give me really short answers and um, we're going to be wrapping up the show here. So when you think of leadership, especially when you are uh, recruiting new leaders into your organization or elevating people into a manager level, what is the greatest, uh, most important attribute? Passion. Uh, I think people follow passionate people. So, you know, you got to love what you do. You got to live what you preach. And then you have to believe in your people. You have to believe in people in general. Love it. Here's my second question to go with with that answer. What does passion look like in one of your workers? Uh, smile and hustle. You know, if, if they're working fast and they're enjoying it and smiling, then they're they're passionate. They're doing it right. Love it. How about your favorite book or a recent read that you would recommend? Find a way to say yes by Jiffy Lube owner Steve Sander. Oh, I haven't written that one yet. So. Ah, love it. Uh, but it'll be number one when it comes out, Nikki. It'll be number one. And I'm now holding you. Uh, I don't know. I, I just read. I, I read a book. A banker friend of ours wrote called "Fans, Not Customers." Uh, Vernon Hill was the author. It's a quick, quick read, and he is a maverick banker. He he's a disruptive force in the banking world, and and uh, yeah, his banks are open seven days a week. You can bring your dog in. Uh, they have dog treats. They they do amazing amazing things that other banks don't do. And, and his, his book, Fans, was a good read. And Steve, how would someone connect with you if they want to uh, follow up or ask you some more questions? What's the best way to reach you? Swing by the house with a six-pack will work fine. Favorite beer? Uh, Bud Light, Dilly Dilly. <laughs> I'm a simple man. I'm a simple man. Great. Uh, All right. And my, do- my daughter's on the Bud Light brand team, so I'd get in trouble if I said anything but Bud Light. Awesome. Steve, it was so enjoyable. And we'll all be holding you accountable to that book. Find a way to say yes. Sounds like a a great read. Steve, you and your leadership team truly pour into your people. There's hundreds of people with better lives because of working at Jiffy Lube under your leadership. Thanks for being on the show. So now, guys, it brings us to the Truth You Can Act On section where I am summarizing some key takeaways so that you can bring back new ideas to your organization and move the needle on engagement and culture. So a couple things. One, recognition or reward is best with a personal touch from the leader. When quality work is recognized by us as leaders, employees feel more validated and cared about. Make it a priority to schedule time for personally rewarding your employees. And these simple acts of recognition and just small unexpected rewards are such fantastic ways of boosting engagement. Number two, innovation comes from listening. We can all be better listeners and the best way to come up with creative ideas for increasing employee engagement and getting buy-in and loyalty is by listening. Ask your employees questions and show genuine interest to their needs and just listen to what they have to say. Doing this on a regular basis is guaranteed to bring some new ideas and drive innovation. Third, strict onboarding predicts future sustainability. During the onboarding process, set clear guidelines for the type of person you're looking to hire and make it clear that your company is serious about hiring only the best. The extra effort required to find the right person and start them uh, on the right pace from the beginning is so worth it for the long run. 
And fourth, the key to onboarding engagement is trust. Many employees have the preconception that business owners and corporations are out to get them. And your job is to change that perception as quickly as possible by building that relation and really instilling the trust. During the onboarding process specifically, find ways to show that new hire that the company cares about them. So with that, guys, that is the truth you can act on and another session on the books with Gut Plus Science. We'll see you next week. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.